Tappers, what's up? It is the Wednesday edition of the Daily Tap. Not even going to ask that you're doing well. I know we're not. We're hurting here. We have the Giannis Antetokounmpo injury talk through. We have a 2-2 series to talk about. There's so much to go over. Um, and sometimes I structure the podcast, especially at night, weirdly. Um, but today is just kind of a roll the ball out and see where we go and talk about just everything that happened, where we are right now, where we're going to be, where we could be. And it's it's heartbreaking. I, I, I In a weird way, I'm lost for words. In a weird way, this is really hard to do. But I also wanted to give you guys the real me. I didn't want to have a night to sleep on it. I am crushed. And you want to think as a sports fan that life gets easier as you get older. That you look and you say, I'm grateful for all these things around me. I'm driving in the car today, heading home, actually right past AmFam Field as I'm heading home from Mitch's. And I'm just like, I have this, I have that, I have this other thing. Like, Sports shouldn't matter this much. I shouldn't care this much like it did when I was 21 or 22 when I had no cares in the world where a Packers loss led me to drinking multiple pitchers of beers with my friends, Jaeger bombs, all sorts of things and getting absolutely torn up. That that part of me should have at least grown up and maybe I just have to wait till I have a home, till I have a kid, till I have other things that matter more than sports. But right now, sports play an integral part. So losing a guy like Anas Antetokounmpo is crushing. And I don't know, pending the injury, if I will ever get over it. I, I, I have no idea. I have no idea right now. I, I could tell you a hundred things that are going to happen here. And I guess the best way to start is the best case. And then we'll go into the worst case. And we'll talk also about why we got to pick ourselves back up and why this isn't the end. It isn't over just because Giannis got hurt and we still have a series to go and a series to win and to bring a championship back to the city of Milwaukee. But let's start with the best case scenario. The best, best case scenario is that Giannis Antetokounmpo is playing in game five. Now, I know a lot of people will advocate against Giannis playing in game five. There will be hordes of people saying that Giannis should not play in game five. I can see it now on NBA Twitter. It's how NBA Twitter works. They are player first. They are baby the injuries of the athletes more than any sport, more than baseball, more than football, definitely more than hockey. And you'll have a lot of that. But you never know. I thought it was weird that Giannis came onto the bench, but he didn't have any ice. There was no ice on his knee. He came out to the bench. Was Giannis ready to play in tonight's game? Now the game gets out of hand and it's 20 and then Giannis limps back to the locker room. Was Giannis ready to go out there? Was that really what we were going to see? I don't know if that was out of the question. I, I have no clue. And if that's the case, maybe he is playing in game five. Maybe we will see Giannis onto the combo which would be absolutely incredible. Would be Farvask, honestly. That we, you know, I remember when Farv broke his thumb, 
I think it was against Washington. And somehow Favre played the next week. And none of us thought Favre was going to play. And Favre probably shouldn't have played, if we're being honest. But he did play. That would be on the level for Giannis Antetokounmpo to play on Thursday night. But I'm not expecting that. I'm not expecting that at all. I think to expect that is foolish. We can't be that optimistic. We can be somewhat optimistic that it's not an ACL tear. But we can at least, you know, rein it in a little bit. That, to me, is the ultimate scenario. But I just can't foresee it happening. And if it does, I still think Giannis would be on a minutes limit. And I don't know how what that minutes limit looks like. But it would definitely be something that would not be a full out 40 minutes of hell sort of atmosphere for Antetokounmpo. Scenario number two is that Giannis has some ligament damage. He's out for four to six weeks. Um, he will miss the remainder of the playoffs and he'll be ready to go for the start of next season. In a lot of ways, I think for many Bucks fans, this is the best case scenario. This is the absolute best case scenario because if he has just done some ligament damage and it's going to be a four to six week injury. Bone bruise is another one that could still be a four to six week injury for Antetokounmpo. And if that's the case and he's out for the remainder of the conference finals and the NBA finals, then that's what it's going to be. And you'll just have, we'll just have to move on and we'll have to live with that. But know that Giannis is coming back fully healthy for October and to make sure and figure out why his left side is so weak. Because that's where he keeps hurting himself, is the left side of his body. That to me is kind of weird. I don't know why. I feel like that needs to be explored. But they can figure that out. And give the Bucks 100% like he always does at the start of the season. And contend for yet another title. So that that to me is like ideal. I think every Bucks fan will take that. I think every Bucks fan will take a possibility of Giannis Antetokounmpo being able to play at the start of next season, which will be in middle of October. That would be ideal, I think. Even if the Bucks were to lose this series to the Atlanta Hawks, even if the Bucks were to lose the NBA Finals, no matter what, it would still be awesome to have Giannis back for the start of next season. Then the worst case scenario. And the worst case scenario leads to a lot of discussion. If it is an ACL tear, if Giannis has an ACL tear, it could mean that next season is a wash. And that is detrimental to the window of the Milwaukee Bucks. I am an optimist. I'm someone who just said yesterday on the podcast that, look, the Bucks are going to have a couple shots at this. If they win the title, they were going, they're going to have an opportunity, just like Phoenix, just like Atlanta, um, just like the Clippers. But I said the Clippers probably last. But the first three are we're going to have real opportunity to win multiple titles. Milwaukee Bucks would be an extreme setback. And all of a sudden, the New Orleans picks become relevant again, right? Where you start worrying about your picks a little bit. Because now Giannis has a knee injury and the season will be a wash. Now, granted, you have Drew Holiday, you have Chris Middleton. That should be good enough to get you hovering around a playoff spot. I, In my opinion, 
I think they would have to do some funky roster construction to make it work. But you would almost have Giannis Antetokounmpo come back in the Michael Jordan-esque 1995 after baseball in March sort of ready to play and being back out there. And if it's a nine-month injury. And that's kind of what I think ACL tears are these days. I think ACL tears are not a full year as they used to be. I think a long time ago, we used to see ACL tears be a 12-month, a 15-month injury. They're now more like a nine-month injury. And so I think there's real chance Giannis could be back at the start of April, which would conveniently be right at the start of the playoffs. Now, what would the Bucks roster look without Giannis? I, I don't know. I, I think they would be a team that would need someone else. I'm not saying they're going to get go out and get Damian Lillard. That's not what I'm I'm inferring. Rather, they would just need a third scorer. So who who is that third scorer? What does that third scorer look like? And who can you afford as things are kind of spread pretty tight with Milwaukee? Maybe you dangle Brooke Lopez. Maybe you look at can a guy like Jordan Nora be put in a package? Who knows? Maybe Jordan Nora or Sam Merrill become that guy. Elijah Bryant. I'm just I'm grasping for straws here. But the fact of the matter is, is that the Bucks could still be a low-level playoff team without Giannis. Um, but they would need some additional help. They could not go on without having a third guy to provide some of the scoring. And I don't think Lopez would be that guy. But that is ultimately the worst case scenario. An ACL tear is devastating. And you think back to the start of the Packers playoff run when David Bakhtiari tore his ACL. And it will forever be a what if for me, especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves. And it would just, that to me is always going to be etched in my mind. Because I think the Packers would have won the Super Bowl if Bakhtiari was there. And I don't think Tampa has a pass rush that they do. And so be it. The Bucks were starting to kind of come back in this game. They came out flat. No, no question about it. The Bucks had no idea how to handle the packing the paint scheme that they started. They planned without Trey Young for these basically two days. They knew Trey Young wasn't going to play in this game, and they were ready for a different style. Okanwu was great against Giannis. Giannis was passive to start, and I think it carried over to the rest of the team. He needed to attack, and he just didn't. And that hurt. That hurt Milwaukee early. And then he went on the offensive before getting hurt. And I felt like the tide was starting to change. I thought we started to see things being pulled in the other direction. And the Bucks starting to take control. And then Giannis gets hurt. So we'll never know. We'll never know what could have happened there. And could the Bucks have been up 3-1 and going back to Milwaukee for what would have been an epic party here in the city. And now emotions will be pretty diluted. I can't imagine people are going to be that excited. I'll still be at Broadhouse on Thursday. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not going to just quit. And we'll get into that in a second. But... The fact is, is Giannis Antetokounmpo got hurt. It's our worst nightmare. Could have happened at any point. And it happened at possibly the worst time ever. And I go back to the heartbreak index I did, uh, podcast, right before the Hawks-Bucks 
started. So I believe that would be a Tuesday or Monday, whatever. It's a few weeks ago, but I, I, re- I highly recommend it. And I broke down the last 30 years. And I broke down like what have been heartbreaking losses for these franchises in both Atlanta and Wisconsin, or Georgia and Wisconsin. And what I came to is that Wisconsin and Georgia were neck and neck. They were battling it out. And this kind of would decide who is the most miserable state in the last 30 years. And I ranked it as one losing in the division round, two losing in the championship round, three losing in the finals. And then lastly, if it's an all-time collapse, putting it as a four. This is an all-time collapse for the Bucks, but it's an all-time injury. It alters so much if it's serious. We don't know yet. We are still waiting. And that is the worst part. We are going to have to wait. Now, I don't think they're going to do what they what happened with Kawhi Leonard. I do not imagine that's going to happen with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks are not going to keep it that coy. I think that is a Kawhi Leonard thing more than anything else. Remember, Sham Sarania, one of the more plugged in guys. And we'll talk about plugged in guys in a second here. Sham, Shams tweeted, I don't know why I call him Shams. Shams. Shams, tw- Shams tweeted, it's late. Shams tweeted that he tore his ACL. I think that tweet has disappeared. And we've now heard it as a knee sprain. I think you're going to hear that Kawhi tore his ACL at some point. At some point, they're going to have to admit Kawhi's ACL is fucked. And nobody knows. But I think that's partly Kawhi's camp. And that's kind of the the mystery, the mystique of Kawhi, if you will. I don't think the same thing applies to Giannis Antetokounmpo. First of all, things for Giannis get sourced out. We see this all the time. Now, he's more of a Shams guy than he is a Woj guy. Remember, Woj is on double secret probation. Fuck Woj for life. If you know, you know. But so it it could come from him. It could come from somebody else. We'll see who gets the scoop. But it's not going to be something like the Kawhi injury or like even the Embiid injury, right? Where he played with a torn meniscus. And maybe that's what happened to Giannis, right? I doubt it. But maybe Giannis is able to play on Thursday. And then it's a no story. It's nothing. But I highly doubt that Milwaukee, the city, and the team are going to gate... More the, I'll take it back. The team is not going to gatekeep the city. The team is not going to be like, all right, yeah, it's a knee sprain or it's a knee bruise. He's out tonight. They're not going to do this to the city. They can't. They just cannot. The city is owed answers. And maybe they don't want to give them. Fine. But at the same time, I really think that we need to know all the details here. And it's not because of a support thing. It's it's nothing like that. It's just we need to know what type of mental state we're in for the next God knows how many months. So I, I hope the Bucks do that. I hope the Bucks do the right thing. And that they make sure we have all our very information. But this is this is up there, man. I, I I don't know if I can remember something this disheartening. I mean, the Yelich off the kneecap down the stretch in 2019 
Brewers would end up losing out on the division. They made the wild card game. Trent Gershom, where Christian Yelich typically plays, lets a ball slide under his glove. The Nationals take advantage. Then the Nationals go on and win the World Series. But there's nothing that would say the Brewers would have won that World Series. There is absolutely no fiber in my body that can say, all right, the Brewers would have won that World Series if Christian Yelich doesn't follow that ball off his knee. And by the way, that time when Yelich followed it off his knee, people were saying he broke his kneecap. That night, people were like, the guy broke his kneecap. He ended up having an injury that was going to put him out for the rest of the season, but he'd be fine for the regular season. So just a reminder, when you have guys for the LA Clippers somehow breaking Giannis stories, like he fucking knows. And I go back to this. I used to put Woj in this category, but it's Shams. It's it's not Ramona Shelburne. Zach Lowe, Brian Windhorst. I'd put Ramona Shelburne in there. Throw Ramona Shelburne in there. Those are the people, David Aldridge, those are the people I'd listen to. Those are the people, Mark Stein is another one. Those are the guys and gals that I would say, all right, I have the full belief that this is exactly what happened. But other than that, it's all nonsense. So going back to just the overall all time of it, the Rodgers collarbones have happened during the season. Um, You know, Rodgers did it the first time. It was so weird because... You as a Packer fan grew up with like Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre before him. It was all just a seamless thing. And it's like, what the fuck is Seneca Wallace doing here? And it was really tough. And then they persevered. Then it happened again. And yet another collarbone injury for Aaron in 2017. And that seemingly was more difficult because the Packers weren't any good. And they there was nothing really that they could do to come back from that. And that was tough. But it wasn't at the end of an NFC Championship game. Like it wasn't after halftime of an NFC Championship game in the four they've lost. And Rodgers breaks a collarbone or he tears an ACL. That didn't, that, that hasn't happened. And so it, the, it's probably the worst sports in, injury in Wisconsin sports. I... I shudder to think of anything different. It's so demoralizing. I can't tell you how just stunned and heartbroken and beat up how I feel right now. Because that's those are all words that describe me at the moment. It's it's awful. I don't wish this on anybody. And there are people running to blame Adam Silver. I think there is something to be said maybe that Adam should have looked a lot harder at this schedule and figured out how they could make it work with revenues and everything else. Whether it's special contracts, whether it's addendums. I'm not a lawyer, um, so pardon me for those that are lawyers and listen. Like Anything they could figure out to make this shit work, they should have done. But the players agreed to it because their pockets were going to get lined. I'm not here to blame Adam Silver for Clint Capella's big body rolling over Giannis. It's not what I'm doing. But it's clear that Adam Silver made a deal with the devil, and the devil has now turned its ugly head. The ratings were terrible for the bubble. It were absolutely awful. The ratings for this are okay. They're beating out some of the top shows in the summer, but they're in the heart of summer. 
We'll see what the NBA Finals are able to do against 2019 numbers. We really won't have those examples till 2022 if we're being really data specific. That said, the league has been torn apart. And even if it, some of it's dumb luck, like Trey Young stepping on a guy's foot, or Giannis getting barreled into, or Kyrie also stepping on a guy's foot, it still keeps happening. And it just feels like the league is going to revolt. I, I would not be surprised. And I know they're in a CBA. But I would not be surprised if the league does some sort of boycott and says, this was unacceptable. And you need to know this. And even though if it's just a statement, it gets empowerment Twitter all up in their ass. They all love that. So I would not, I would not be surprised if it's something in that, that regard. Because it's, it's bad, man. It continues to happen. Who's next? That's the scary thing, right? Like, who's next? Like, is it Devin Booker? Is it Chris Paul? Is it Paul George? Is it Reggie Jackson? Is it fucking Bogdan? Like, who's who's the next guy to get hurt? And it's, it's just terribly depressing. And we'll see what happens. And the league... For the first time, I think, in a very long time, the league and the players are diametrically opposed. And that's never a good thing. So Silver and his team need to come together and need to figure some of this stuff out and why these injuries keep occurring. If it's just the player size, if it's the way that you know the cookie crumbles and it is just a random incident, who knows? But I do think there's a lot that's going to be needed from the commish. All right, let's talk about the actual series. All right, we're done. We're done being sad. I said this in the review today that you can be sad for a while. Whenever something goes wrong, you lose your job, you break up with your significant other, you have, I don't know, you hurt yourself. Like let's say you pull a hamstring or something. You have the right to be sad. Like everybody has the right to be sad. I think it's mentally healthy to cry. I think it's mentally healthy to admit when you're sad, when you're down bad, as the kids say on on the internet. You have all that right. But then you gotta start turning it around. You can't just be moping around. You can't be like one of my buddies who would go out and he just got done with a breakup and he would just mope around like a fucking dead fish at bars. We were in college. So he was heartbroken. He got his heart just absolutely stomped on by this this gal who had been dating for a while. And finally I look at him and I go, if you're going to keep moping around, I'm not going to fucking party with you. And I left. I went, went to another bar. And did it change what he was doing? Not really. He bounced back, you know, he got it in like a week later and I, I declared him back like Michael Jordan uh, to a friend in a voicemail. Uh, but just dude stuff, leave me alone. Anyways, um, that's what the Bucks need to do. The Bucks need to stop moping around. They don't have as much time as my buddy did. But I need to put my hands on their shoulders and say, look, you are two games away from the, the NBA Finals. 
You are two goals from the ultimate goal. Giannis might not be here, but as Reggie Miller, who is, keeps having bad games, I, I want to like Reggie Miller because I used to like him a lot on Dan Patrick show, but he keeps tripping over his dick. But he did point out very accurately, Milwaukee has two Olympians. They have Drew Holiday. They have Chris Middleton. It is up to those guys to figure it out. Now, when they've not had Drew, Mil- Drew Middleton, <laughs> when they've not had Giannis Antetokounmpo, and it's just been Middleton and Holiday, they've had some real trouble closing out games. That has been a real issue. The turnovers also have been a real problem. Remember, when the Bucs didn't have Giannis, they had one of the worst fourth quarter net ratings in all of basketball. Remember Mitch and I having that conversation back in April? You can go back to listen to some of those Giannis-less pods that we did. Because they were, they were abundant. And the fact is, is the Bucks can still do this. They can still beat the Hawks without Giannis. Giannis was a great equalizer. But now what this team needs to do is they need to bring in more Middleton. They need to bring in Holiday. You're going to have content start. I know people are going to hate that. But that's what you're going to do. You're going to go small. You'll put John Co- P.J. Tucker on John Collins. you put Lopez on Capella. And you'll just try to grind this thing out. You will probably see Thanasis onto the Kumbo for a little bit. You'll see some defensive minutes from Thanasti, I guarantee. And you're going to have a different vibe to this team. And you're going to have to learn on the fly and pick it up. And maybe it'll work and maybe it won't. But you've got to go down swinging. I will be more mad. Even if Giannis tears his ACL, say this. If Giannis tears his ACL, and the Bucks lay two fucking eggs, like lose by double digits at home, and let's say lose by 20 in game six. I will be fucking furious. This team is too good to have that happen to them. And I just, I can't allow that. I can't allow that mediocrity. I can't allow that give up. And I don't think the Bucks are going to do it. Because one thing the Bucks have pro- proven time and again is that they're mentally tough. And that they're built for these kind of moments. This is the hardest thing the Bucks are going to have to do. And it just tears you apart after the comments made by Giannis Antetokounmpo yesterday with Chris Middleton. Saying, I am going to be, I'm going to cry when you retire. And it, it just breaks your heart that these guys can't do it together. And to know... To know it, it all was right there. It was all right there. And it was pissed away. But you still have two games left. And you can still make it happen against this Hawks team. Now I will say, the the Bucks could do the inverse of what Atlanta did in game four. Completely change your scheme. Completely do different things. Because you don't have Giannis. Throw them completely off of their game. That would be a great counter for Mike Boonholzer. Just start doing some different stuff to get them on their toes. And that, to me, it would be my recommendation for Bud in Game 5. Game 6, everybody will know who everybody is, especially if Trey Young hasn't been back. And they'll be all on the same page. The one thing that does worry me is Bogdan Bogdanovich does look healthy. And for the first time, really all series. Get 18 tonight. And that, to me, could be a very scary 
thing for the for the Bucks going forward. I don't think Okanwu has a role. Cam Reddish had some moments, but I don't know if we'll see Cam Reddish unless Trey Young doesn't play in Game Four or Game Five, excuse me. But it it'll you just take it one game at a time. Chris Middleton said that. I believe it. I think the Bucks can still win this series. And they went in six, and then they went in seven. I know I'm gonna be at the Broad House for all of them. I hope to see you guys there on Thursday. Even if it's a somber, you gotta cheer keep cheering for your team. Can't just give up. And that to me is the sign of a fan. If you can still believe, you're a fan. If you just decide to pack it in and not watch, we don't want you. Simple as that. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. We're supposed to do dabbing the keg. I don't know if Mitch is going to be in the headspace to do it. Um, I think a lot of what we would talk about would be really similar. We'll see if we actually get the honest news. I think that would be very helpful um, to kind of start thinking long-term about this. All right, take care, guys. Also, Brewers, another good win. It wasn't the best, but Brandon Woodruff dominates the Cubs yet again. Good save by Josh Hader. Very interested to see Aaron Ashby tomorrow on the mound for the crew making his Major League debut. All right, take care. Have yourself a good Wednesday, okay? I know it's not going to be easy. I know you're going to be refreshing Twitter. Just remind yourself of all the things you're grateful for. There's a lot. There's a lot to be grateful for. I know sports hurts. Why is sports such a dick punch? I don't know. I have no idea why they torture us like this. But remember, it could be the the Pittsburgh Pirates and their fans who nearly watched them get no hit at Coors Field of all places. All right, take care, guys. Have yourself a good Wednesday. Bye.